Okay, did you get it? Yeah, I mean, this is I just bullshit. sent it to you. Yeah, I know. There's 30 names on here. They're all under 30. Yeah, I guess it's just like a, it's cute because it's kind of 30 under 30, you know? Yeah. And it's like, ugh. Well, okay, Charlie Javis, you know, founded a company, software make, aims to make the application process for student loans faster and easier. It's like, is, is that all you have to do? Yeah, some of these people are like 16. Yeah. They just got their driver's license. How are they going to appreciate this? Have you heard of- Their kids. Have you ever heard of the podcast Maybe Don't, a podcast that may or may not only exist because of two other existing podcasts? Mm -hmm. With way more famous people? Yeah. It's like, have they ever even heard of us? I don't think so. And I think it's kind of fucked up. I think think it says something about journalism these days. Yeah. That you can just know a couple people- and then just be like, oh, well, I Googled 30 people under 30, which I don't want to be this guy. Right. Like as a straight white male, I don't think I can like point a lot of fingers. Right. It's a little ageist. It's basically saying like, hey, once you turn 30, you might as well be dead. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. So when I turn 30, it's just like, why, get my freaking coffin ready because fo- people won't care about me anymore. Yeah. Put the, put the padding in the coffin. <sighs> so, you know, that being said. Yeah. How the fuck do we get on this list? Welcome to Maybe Don't, a variety show with an opening segment and a closing segment. On this week's episode, Song and I try to get into Forbes 30 Under 30. We get a head start on therapy for this podcast. And I can't talk while playing piano. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hey. We're here. Uh, as you can tell, Song and I are a, a little bit distracted we saw the, you know, Forbes 30 under 30 mm-hmm. and we're pretty upset. It's like they didn't even consider us. The thing that was, I think, hardest for me was there's 20 categories. Yeah. I just thought there was always just 30 people. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, you think about how big the United States is. It's like, what, 300 million and like 30 at least 100,000 people at least 100,000 people yeah. and then it's like okay 30 yeah that's pretty small yeah 600 and they didn't even it's like they didn't even google podcast producer alternative comedy comedy Sean Clemens Hayes Davenport Nick Ma- Weiger Mike Mitchell producer who is the of show 20s go maybe don't go yeah it's like they it's didn't, they even, didn't do even do that. They didn't even do their due it's, diligence. It's kind of fucked up. Um, so we're going to write a letter. Yeah. And this isn't some Blue's Clues, you know, childish post office nonsense game. I'm a little offended by that because I love that shit. This isn't some uh, uh, Flat Stanley. Fuck Flat Stanley. Yeah, putting himself in the mail type bullshit. Just say he was flat for a reason. <laughs> it was a note. About him. Do you want to write it or do you want me to write it? Mm, I'll start. To whom it may concern. What if we say like, hey Forbes, Chef Kevin and you song here. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parentheses from the podcast. Yeah. Long time viewer. First first time time listener. Listener. Mm -hmm. And future attendant. Yes. Yeah. New line. New (laughs) line. How how was everyone's summer? Any cool weddings? Uh, you guys, you know, it's a podcast. I mean, it's a magazine about money. So hopefully, you're you have some over there. Did anyone watch uh, the news this week? Boy, 
it feels like you can't even keep track of what's going on anymore. The, the times we live in. Anyway, we digress. New line. Put us on your goddamn list, you friggin' buffoons. What the heck? Yeah. We just saw the list, uh, and you were missing two honks. New line. Smiley face. New line. New line. Confused face? New line. I officially nominate myself, Yusung Liu, and my co-host, Kevin Bartelt Esquire. And I officially nominate my co-host, Yusung Liu, and myself, Kevin Bartelt Esquire. Mm-hmm. And parentheses, not the magazine. Not the magazine, because we like you better than them. Yep. And we implore you to at least do some heavy Google searching before you make your next list. New line. Back to the news. Isn't there a better way that we can be consuming this? New line. Oh, brother. Does it get me riled? New line. Where Where art thou? Crap. Backspace, backspace, backspace. Forget it. New line. Look, bottom line, Forbes, um, if you don't want some of these orbs in your uh, face, not uh, the orbs being our fists, um, but not uh, ideologically, ideologically rather than physically, you better, I forgot the start of this threat, but please put us on your list. New line. You idiot. The fact that you, you're you missing this piece shows that there's something seriously wrong with you. Kevin, can we, just for one second, I never, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I didn't get into a single college after writing my own admittance letter. Oh, really? Yeah. Did someone else have to write it for you? No, I mean, it's just I didn't get into, a, it's, yeah, someone else did yeah. it for me. It's like, I, and I wrote it. Using the same tone as we're using now. I technically was never accepted. I just started showing up to classes. Yeah. And but I still took credit for a degree. Okay, back to the letter. You morons put us in your thing. Thanks for nothing. Peace out, A Town Down. Yeah. Usher. Usher. Says put Kevin New Song in there. Yeah. Okay, now let's put this in our drafts. And let's start a new one. It's good to get all the emotion yeah, out of one yeah, yeah, you're right, you're and then right. draft it. Okay. Um, hi, hi Forbes. Forbes. If you were my dad, it's like you're my dad. You don't even pull me on anything to consider. Ugh. Okay. And then we're going to draft this one too. Okay. And then here's our third one. Dearest Forbes. It is with the greatest dignity and calmest demeanor that I write to suggest the possibility of putting Kevin Bartelt and Yusung Liu, Kevin Bartelt Esquire and Yusung Liu on your Next 30 under 30 list. Send. You song. Kevin. We're 11 episodes in. Mm-hmm. This is 12, actually. Um, We're so, going through adolescence. Uh, it's, it's just so, we grow up so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been thinking about, this is kind of unrelated to the topic, but I've been thinking about what do we call ourselves? Wow. And I definitely felt like we are children. <laughs> And so I know Sean and Hayes are the boys, and I know uh-huh. Nick and Mitch are the apostrophe boys. Are we going to be the kids? Oh, I thought we were like the baby boys. <laughs> or, I mean, luckily both of us are in relationships, because if we name ourselves the baby kids, then we'll never get into relationships again. That or um, another idea is the maybe babies. <laughs> 
I love that. Yeah. So yeah. we have some options. <laughs> Let us know, listeners, what you like of the two. Do you think it's um, egotistical to come up with a fandom name? No. Really? Yeah, it very much is. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, do you, it is egotistical, you mean? Probably. Okay, yeah, because I, yeah, I, um, I had to do the same thing as I was, uh, or I was presented with the same option as I was, as I was streaming, and I was very, very uncomfortable yeah. by that fact. It's like coming up with your screen name. Do you remember your AIM screen name? I do. It was Music Life Piano. Oh, Music Life Piano. All right, just call me the maybe baby. Ooh. I don't know if it's creative. I mean, <laughs> the fact that life is second and there's two other descriptions is funny. And also music and piano kind of scratch the same itch. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. One of mine was Lil Fella. Lil Fella? Which is kind of uh, the baby boy or the maybe baby of AIM. Are we talking about uh, your first rap EP or your AIM It should have both. It should have been my first rap EP. I, I don't know why I didn't go into rap from there. Did you ever, under Lil Fella, ask anyone out online? No, I uh, was way too afraid to do that. I, under Music Life Piano, asked several people out online. Did you? N- never got a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. How old were you? I was like, uh, this is high school, so okay. like 13 to 18? Yeah. 14 to 18, and I would. Um, I was also a coward, but I thought asking people out online would be easier That's, than in real life. Well, I would agree. I, um, mm-hmm. My relationship with Leah it was through Bumble and that's kind of like asking out online mine was through Hinge but you know there's implicit uh, you know attraction versus uh, like a music like piano blinking uh, avatar that you designed yourself hey did you ever do those group messages where you could just enter random chat rooms oh my god see those were horrifying wait you did with like strangers on the line you could enter complete random chat rooms. Wow. And so you would be in there with a group of people that were like, ASL, ASL, ASL. Oh and you're God. like, wait, what? Oh, AIDS, sex, look. Oh man, these people are looking to get it on. Yeah. I I used to do chat roulette with friends and that was, that, that was I feel like the uh, closest thing I got to. Is that it. like Russian roulette? Wait, have you never done chat roulette? I don't think so. Whoa! I feel like it was like a cultural phenomenon. It's where you, you video chat with someone randomly. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, and so it's like a bunch of guys with their pants off. That's what, yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um yeah other than that i mean you would try to like make friends or something but or you would try to um as teenage boys would say try to find a female person to talk to but as teenage boys say (laughs) i didn't want to say anything that's wild it's too immature sure 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 um they're trying to find a lover trying to find a lover a loved one what was your worst best and worst experience with chat roulette chat roulette i think um i think there was one person that or Omegle was the same thing, but instead of um voice uh instead of video chat, it was just text chat, and okay. I felt a lot safer doing that. Sure. And I think a few of those people I like talked to once or twice more after that. Yeah. Um, initial conversation, but chat roulette is just like, ugh, what a cesspool of that would be so scary nudity. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I can't imagine that. Just like scrolling through, and there's just like a naked person. We should tell the listeners right now that we do record naked. Yeah, but that's just like to kind of warm up a little bit. Yeah. And then as it progresses, we put our clothes on. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's just so that we can it's feel It's like natural. they say you should visualize your audience naked, and we just visualize each other naked because we do that. <laughs> and it's and we, we're respectful. We don't look at each other or anything. As, sooner, as soon as Anchor has built in, you know, tier support, those live streams are going up, okay? That's, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
No, I think people would get very nauseous when listening. <laughs> okay, but anyway, anyway, that had nothing to do with what I want to talk about. Oh, really? Really quick. I do okay. want to say, though, I was just telling someone yesterday about mm. my AIM profile, mm. which at one point said, RIP my grandpa. And a ton of people obviously messaged me saying right. like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. That's so sad. And then I would tell them he died before I was born. Oh my God. Wait, uh, on a similar note, wait, were you doing it? What was the motivation behind... I guess wanting sympathy. Yeah. Okay. For a thing that I had no connection to in my life. I promise. This it was Moody Boy, <laughs> Moody AF Boy. Uh, I promise this is related. Okay. Did you ever watch the show Zoe 101? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Me too. She was in a boarding school. She's right? in a boarding school. Mm-hmm. There was that one episode where that asshole was a good actor. But in real life, he was still an asshole. Um, but anyway, there was an episode, there was the series finale, or like the season finale where the primary love interest, like his uh, one of his grandparents died. Yeah. And that that's how they ended the episode. And then she sits down next to him. And I was like, so jealous. <laughs> oh, no. You were like, damn. He, uh- I mean, this is how single and lonely, and obviously- Obviously, yeah. Do not want that to happen now. Yeah, you don't want your grandparents to die. No, of course not. Let me. I'm gonna very confidently say on the record, of course not. I very confidently say I also don't want you Song's grandparents to die. Even if you'll, yo, you're already in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But I was so jealous at that point because I was like, well, no one's talking to me. Music, life, piano isn't taken off. Like, this is so sad. And yeah, I think there is a thing of like feeling a, an emotional connection to people because you feel mm-hmm. sad for them. And, and I think it is a... Sympathy. Yeah, and I think it is natural to to want that, um, yeah. especially when you're younger and you feel like oh, very, very isolated and alone. Yeah, but is there a way... I mean, obviously there is a way, but I, it, I think television does do that to to kids, like show them a very, obs- like a very odd way yeah. to do that. I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but just like... Yugi Moto's grandpa getting trapped in a Yu-Gi-Oh card? Yeah, that's exactly actually what I was going to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess what uh, my point being is that like television, I think, shows kids a lot of odd ways to like, yeah. and this is how people can like you. Like the player, I mean, there's yeah. so many problems with that. Did you know about that? Like, what? Or the game? Oh, no. the game? Is that the pickup Don't hate strategy? the player, hate the game or something like that? Yeah. Just the saying or is there a show? Well, I think there was a show called The Game. I have mm-hmm. to look this up. I know that there's a player in a game and a, maybe there's a referee too. I Wait, know, is there, it like a pickup show where they get judged on how well their pickup techniques go? Yes. Wait, really? Yeah, it was kind of like, um, you got to be wearing this cool shirt. And then you, Ugh. it was basically all about like aggressively hitting on women. Yeah. And I remember seeing that at where at a young age where I was like, "Is this how I'm supposed to act?" Yeah. And like, I know that show wasn't for like twelve year olds, but right. there's so many weird stuff about like how media portrays what is appealing relationships and appealing dating. Yeah. And it feels so inaccurate, and it's scary because so many young people see that and just assume like, "I guess this is how I have to act." Right. I read this whole art. Do you know about like incels? Yeah. I read a. I think it was like New Yorker mm-hmm. profile about them. And I, I wasn't really that familiar with them, but just how they're like getting surgeries to look like these quote unquote chads. Oh, yeah. You're, um, look, and I want to, I, I, I'll say the phrase with all due respect because I'm not sure how much respect is. Sure. But yeah, the, there's something about like head shape and proportions that 
people genuinely believe in as like a sign of attractiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, what's like sad about it is that they are misogynist, sexist assholes that are very degrading to women. And then they also like are trying to reshape their body to appeal to women. Yeah. I, it was just like, I don't know. The whole thing was, it was so nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. We should have a female guest on sometime. <laughs> We should have a guest on sometime. Yeah. Um, cool. So what I wanted to talk about was... Well, that wasn't it either? No. What? Um, <laughs> we're 12 episodes in. Right. This segment is called Meandering Corner. <laughs> and I'm very fascinated by people who get into couples therapy at the beginning <laughs> of their relationship when yeah. everything seems to be going well. Mm -hmm. And I imagine there are some pros to that. I imagine there are some like red flag cons to it of like... Why are we, you know, jumping yeah. into this thing? It seems like things are going, you know, great. We're in the honeymoon phase. But, you know, I've never tried that in a relationship. Can I just try to predict what's going to happen? Please. Scott Ackerman is going to come and be an intermediary between us. Ooh, uh, well, you don't know who's standing on the other side of that door. Okay, okay. I'll wait. It's Paul F. Tompkins. But I thought that maybe you and I could answer, you know, uh, these yes. 11 questions asked in couples therapy. I'd love to. Maybe, like, we could apply them to our relationship. Okay, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, the first question is... You don't listen to me! <laughs> it seems like this is going to go well. The first question is, why today? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I can take that one. We were planning on recording today, and I was trying to think of something uh, for us to discuss. Yeah. I feel like I just spelled out why today. Mm. Maybe we can both take this next one. Okay. What are your goals for therapy? Um... Better content? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, but extremely shallow. I mean, but okay, in a, in a genuine sense, I guess learning how, you know, we both would like to be communicated to, mm -hmm. that's a good one. I think that's a great one. Yeah. And I, and I love the idea of improving our content. Mm -hmm. All right. I would like your highness to be added to uh, <laughs> What is your relationship forecast? I would say... What, fucking partly cloudy? What the fuck is this cl question? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I <laughs> <laughs> got it. What a weird... What is our forecast? Oh, I guess you can be like stormy if things aren't going well. Yeah, or our like for download forecast. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? What are your literal downloads? Like what? <laughs> what is your projected downloads forecasted at? 24 next week, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so that could have been like a very literal, accurate podcast mm -hmm. question. And we're going to dodge it. Uh, how does your relationship make you feel? Dang, I'd say great. <laughs> I mean, I feel really good. Sometimes I think that the act of oh, crap. releasing a podcast into the wild is, an, is a sign of extreme arrogance. Yeah, because it's kind of like saying, look, world, Yeah, I have something to say. Right. And you should all stop what you're doing and listen to it. Uh, not only do I have something to say, I have something to say that's more important than what other people have to say. Because otherwise, you could just go listen to other people. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of how I feel about social media, too. Like, mm -hmm. why post anything? Yeah. Because you're kind of saying, I, I am the important one. However, I do think that it's not, it's not a competition, Mm -hmm. You know, and, and well, I think about that with social media and I can apply it to this as well of like, 
why am I posting with this guy posts this thing and everyone loves that thing? Right. Well, who cares? Yeah, yeah, everyone likes that person. They can like you and that person. It doesn't need a... Sometimes I wonder, like, am I more competitive than I think I am? Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, John Tucker must die this show, but hey, if you're thinking about posting something, maybe yeah. don't. Yeah, maybe kill it. Ooh, maybe, maybe, maybe don't. don't. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got to get some merch. <laughs> and it's got to be the best merch and, and the number one merch. Yeah. Okay, so it makes us feel pretty good. Uh, number five, is there a history of cheating in your relationship? Um, well, this this is about as open a relationship as one can get in terms of podcasting. I right? guess you could say us guesting on other people's shows yeah. is like flirting, right? Right. right, right. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but when I was on um, ABC Silence, almost better than Silence, yep. I had one shoulder just revealed. Oh, wow. That's Mm -hmm. really hot. I bet they love that. Mm -hmm. When I did uh, the Ethan Hawke podcast, I kind of got in this bad habit because, you know, we keep recording naked. So (laughs) I started to like take my shirt off and they're like, guys, guys, no, no, stop, stop, stop. I was like, I'm sorry. It's just like old habit. Right. right, right. Um, and I, they asked me to leave shortly after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number six, has there been uh, other breaches of trust in your relationship? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think it's because I guess a breach of trust would be me vastly editing the show to sound completely different than the way we <laughs> recorded it. Um. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you play back everything that I'm saying backwards, it's all just disparaging remarks about your wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing too would be like us saying, Hey, let's talk about this. And then I, you know, kind of pivot, decide to talk about aim for like <laughs> 11 minutes and then realize like, no, that's actually not what I wanted to talk about I'm just about as guilty. All. I thought that that's what, that's what we were doing. Um, but Hey, as long as we're getting content out there. <laughs> Let's have as many side tangents as possible. Yeah, I don't know what a breach of trust would be in a podcast. Yeah. I think it would be like um, bailing on a record. Recordings, yeah. yeah. Or like missing stuff, making a murderer. Yeah, I think if one of us made a murderer, that would be a big breach of trust for us. All right, number seven. (laughs) What is your relationship history as a couple? This is a fun question. Um, Well,. I would say that we first became we, kindred spirits because we get shit on other podcasts. We saw each other at parties. <laughs> and then we nervously, or I very, very nervously and apologetically asked to hang out a few times. I invited you onto my previous podcast. Relationship, yeah. Yeah, and that was good. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so, yeah, and then after that we began hanging out. Yeah, it was like um, my mutual, my friends were friends with his friends, uh, and then we kind of hit it off from there. Uh, and then he invited me over, we had mm-hmm. fun, and then, yeah, it kind of took off quickly from there. What is each partner's relationship history? Oh, wow. Wow. Um, well, Music Life Piano reminds me of a very, very lonely time. A lot of Zoe. One. I don't, in terms of podcast history, I don't think, um, I have one. I have one mm-hmm. long-term LTR. Yeah. Yeah. I think I told you mine, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I've ever said, said it. it. Is it okay to say the title? Yeah, I think so. Netflix, Netflix and Chili. Um, where I would review the thumbnail descriptions on uh, Netflix movies and eat a bowl of chili. <laughs> I did 
full disclosure, like six episodes, and I recorded it by myself in my closet. Um, and I told a friend about it who uh-huh. said, I told you the name Netflix and Chili because I wanted to have a Netflix and Chili party where we all ate chili and watched <laughs> Netflix. And I was like, I don't remember that, but I believed them. So out of guilt, I just stopped doing the show. Oh, no. The, I mean, the show, that's just premise is genuinely a good premise. Thank you. And yeah. I think I deleted all the episodes out of embarrassment. Mm. I think I scrubbed them pretty good. Wow. Um, how did your parents relate to one another? How do you, how did your parents relate to one another? Uh, very difficultly. I'm not sh- too sure about this. One. I how love about, this question. How about yours? Are we talking about? <laughs> I guess Nick, Nick mentioned, mentioned Sean, Sean and Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Not not my real parents. Certainly. No. <laughs> um, 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 pretty antagonistically, which makes this relationship very very different from that. Same. Yeah. You know, Lamar Wood said this about Nick and Mitch, but I feel the same Mm -hmm. with Sean and Hayes. It's like being the kid at the dinner table watching your parents fight. (laughs) You kind of just put your head down and hope for it to finish. Yeah, and your parents are paying you, and it's very nerve-wracking. Yeah. Yes, but I guess the difference is with Nick and Mitch, they're bickering with each other, and with Sean and Hayes, they're bickering with their kid. What is your individual attachment style? I don't know what that means. Ceaseless and needy. Yeah, I guess, yeah, separate attachment. Um, I used to be pretty needy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. R.I.P. Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, come on. That's just, like, fucked up. I think it's okay. I should revisit that <laughs> with a few people. I think it's okay. Anyway... I was definitely a needy kid. I think I probably still am a little bit without realizing it. Mm. Um, But I think I've shifted a little more into Han Solo. Wow. Mm -hmm. In in the stoic, reluctant hero kind of sense? Yeah, I would say that. And uh, needing uh, my Chewie. If you... uh, Am I Chewie? Uh, now I feel bad. All right, what's a different one? Give I, me, give me freaking... Jar Jar Binks? Mm, give me... I Yoda? want to be J.J. Abrams. Do you? Yeah. Doesn't he have like a bad past? Oh. Or am I, I thinking of a different Abrams? Um, I want to be... Abraham Lincoln? Uh, yeah, I want to be Abraham's Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> what is your communication style in your relationship? I would say it is... Um, through microphones. Through microphones. Um, also, filled with affirmations. <laughs> I think... Laced with insecurity. Uh, laced with a need to be validated for any idea that we have. Yes, positivity is definitely the backbone to our communication. Mm-hmm. Because it would not be fun if it wasn't. Is the last question to this, you may now kiss the bride? Uh, let me see. Well, okay. there's only 11 questions, but it says 11B. Mm. You may now kiss the bride, question mark, which I guess is a question. No, because... I'm slowly putting my clothes on. It just feels kind of silly then to like then start kissing. But I will kiss myself later. That's mm-hmm. how I roll. I'm solo. Well, it's, it's, I mean, okay, here on three. Okay. One, two, three. And for the listener, we each kissed ourselves uh, separately with our eyes closed. I, I'd say our relationship is fixed. Like a dog? Yeah.
Welcome to Forbes. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Yeah, it's it's no problem at all. Uh, please have a seat. I understand that you're here because you and your co-host want to be on the next year's 30 under 30 list. We're both two very talented people. If I could be honest with you, it really should be him. Like, I, I, I think I'm okay. I don't think I'm doing anything. I think I'm very talented and I could be in it. Um, he's killing it. He's so fucking talented. That's very selfless of you, and that's a that's a good quality that we search for in our in our candidates. Um, it says here that you host a podcast together called Maybe Don't. Mm-hmm. Could you could you tell me a little bit more about? Um, it says here it's listed under alternative alternative comedy. That's right, lowercase a, lowercase a, lowercase c. I, um, mm. It's one of those things that like um, just comedy be- was funny, and mm-hmm. then like. Um, comedy that was like adjacent to it was kind of funny um and then i think this like new wave is that like stuff that's not funny anymore is like funny again could you give an example of this unfunny funniness sure so like we'll just kind of like psychoanalyze a bad day and really explore every angle of a dark thing but occasionally throw in like a lazy word pun and we both laugh like I'll say longer than what needs to be. Um, And that's pretty like unique about us because a lot of people are just doing actual jokes or like funny, well-developed characters. And we're just kind of like exploring things. I see. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't listen to very other, other podcasts besides uh, NPR. And so, sure. And that never bothers me when someone tells me that. Right. It just feels like, you know, NPR was like the founder of podcasting and, forever will be the only type of podcasting for me it's kind of like if i told you i don't really like care about forbes like it never it's always fascinating when some and i get it like not everyone like knows or like listens to like the career path i choose but to always like tell someone like oh you work in this thing i don't really like care about that um i always take it really well well that ruffles my feathers a little but i understand um it's uh could you tell me about you know your audience growth in, in terms of maybe don't. Uh, sure. I, I, you know, you sent me a link with a with an image, but it didn't quite load. Would you, how how fast would you say your audience is growing? And I'm sorry about that link not loading fast enough. Yeah. Um. I it it started strong. Uh-huh. I'd say and. Um, it's so fascinating how you could get such a big pop on episode one because I think it's a thing of like, look at this, look, these two are together. Isn't that wild? And then like the following weeks, people are like, no, we we got it. So imagine uh, you're walking down a driveway uh-huh. and at first you're like, oh, I'm, I'm definitely going downhill. And that's kind of like the unique comparison I like to make. Uh, I don't mean to be too blunt but it, it seems like you know on accomplishments alone you, you aren't even close it's just, it's just like it, it, both, both of you aren't very close but I feel like the personal characteristics that you two bring those could really help and you've mentioned that well a lot about this co-host mm-hmm. and, and some about yourself yeah being young kind entrepreneurs I mean I think I'm fading like I'm in my basically mid to late twenties. Um, I'm a boring straight white male with a, uh, boring backstory. So like, it's, I almost couldn't recognize you here at Forbes. I, well, someone thought I worked here and he just was like, Are, you're late for the meeting. I and that's why cared. I was, that's why I was late is because I was, um, I was in a, the wrong meeting. I sold some like products though. That that thank you. And I you know, I shouldn't characterize Forbes in such a reckless manner. Sure, sure. Um Well, you know so much about them. Right. And so well, 
I will have to be, I'll have to put it bluntly. Like the way that the system is organized, like this office can only handle one nomination at a time. Okay. For me to ask to put two names on the list would be an egregious overstep. Um, and so, listen, I really appreciate. You've you had know, duos before though. I, I understand, but the, 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 they had accomplishments. And so like, sure. and, and so this is more of a character based uh, nomination. And so, Look, I really appreciate your time. Like all the things that you said, I really appreciate it. I just, I, I can't, you know, I, I think this would be a fruitless nomination if I were to put both of you. Up. So you just have to pick one then? Well, or one or none? I mean, like w- one would be a far more likely given my history of getting a name on the list. <sighs> okay. Well, it's not in my nature to brag, but... If you don't pick me, you're making the biggest mistake of your career, if not your life. I see. Um, you do. What about your co-hosts? Not to like be controversial or anything, but every dude that day wakes up, he's one step closer to getting canceled. Believe me, you're making the right choice. And by canceled, I'm safe. And by canceled, do you mean he's making statements recklessly about, for example, the race, class, gender of uh, the workplaces that he didn't know nothing about? Uh, more like he's going to cancel himself. <laughs> you song, Kevin. Our show can be pretty dark at times. I would say. It's mostly you bringing it down. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's kind of me. You, you try to bring all these nice ideas. I try to bring all these nice ideas. Like it would be hard for me to convince another human being that life is worth it. And uh-huh. then with these, just the marriage and the relationship and the uh-huh. Forbes, it's just, you know. Yeah. And then you come It's in, too heavy. It is. And yeah. then like, I try to, you try to say like, but dude, check out this cute dog video. And I'm like, isn't it fucked up that we kill dogs in other countries <laughs> and even in America? Um, and then we record that. Yeah. But yeah, so our show can be pretty dark sometimes. And I thought it would be very unexpected of us to ask some like positive questions. Okay. I think a lot of times we're thinking about what are our fears? What keeps us up at night? Mm-hmm. Well, what if we were to, for a segment, talk about the things that make us happy? Wow. And honestly, this segment might be three minutes. Okay. Um, do you imagine it as a rapid fire thing? Um, no, uh, for, to try to fulfill as much time as possible, I think we should (laughs) deeply explore each word that we say. Okay. 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 Do you want to go first? Um, I don't have something off the top of my head and and this was my idea, so I should have. I'll go first. Thanks. Korean food. Great. Yeah. It's just. What specifically? Tell me the history of Korean food. (laughs) Um, this is, I don't know if this is embarrassing or like. I, I think that like K-pop as a genre that exploding is the biggest like is such a strong tourism boost for Korea. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sure it must be a, on a steady climb because I watched people eating like spicy rice cakes and mm-hmm. stuff on Korean variety shows, and I was like, that shit looks delicious. I want that right now. And so I've been um, there's luckily there's a Korea town in LA, so I've uh, visited a lot of the restaurants. Here. Yeah, do you like it? We've gone a few times, and mm. I've really en- and I lived there for six months. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Um, and I worked at a Korean school, private yeah. school for six months. I didn't know that. I re- really, I think I yeah. remember my first. My first, what did you call me? My first birthday in LA was with the Korean teachers. I thought I told you that. Oh, maybe yeah, probably. Um, but I yeah, I've also noticed that like the music is 
really, really, really exploding. Yeah. And it's cool seeing another country and culture's music explode mm. in the U.S. I love it. Because it seems like the U.S., and maybe this is me just being ignorant, mm. is like the one that's like, look at our music world. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm really, like, as someone who loves music, and, you know, other people might say they love music. <laughs> you haven't even met me. Have you heard his screen name? <laughs> What's the first word in it you sung? School. Okay. Um, oh, it was? Uh, no, it was music. I just uh, stepped on my own joke. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Oh. The Korean music is right. like so huge in the United States okay. now and international. So to be honest, I forgot what I was going to say and continue with my point, but I would like to offer something that's completely worthless in response. Love it. It's ironic that K-pop has a lot of drops because the tourism rate must be increasing. <laughs> that is very ironic. What's your go-to Korean food? Uh... Honestly, I just like all the little side dishes, especially kimchi. I'm just yeah, oh, kimchi makes me great. so happy. And then just any like little protein or or fish dish, I'm mm -hmm. I'm very very happy with the the uses of spam in a lot of the dishes. I'm also just like, dude, this is great. Yeah, yeah, it's a salty it's a salty you know ball, but that's okay. Does it taste significantly better than American spam? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, I don't know if I've ever had spam before. Yeah, maybe I, as a kid, I've had it a few times when I went camping with my parents, um, which is also just a few times. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. Anyway, Korean food is my answer, and I would like to lock it in. Did I tell you the only time I've ever gone camping is when I lost my virginity? Wait, really? <laughs> Did you lose your virginity to nature? Mother nature. <laughs> Um, something that makes me happy, I would say a nice hot, <laughs> a nice hot bath. Um, very it is steamy. A very steamy bath. Uh, it's something that I really didn't care about mm -hmm. most of my life. And then in like, I think college coming back home mm -hmm. from like living in a dorm, you like, Reappreciate the like being home and not having other people's like gross stuff everywhere. Mm. And then I was like, oh, that's right. There are no baths in <laughs> college dorms, <laughs> and you would never want to uh, yeah. use one if it did. Right. And I think I was just like, why not take a bath? Like, just because it was a thing that I was like trying to appreciate a home cooked meal, doing my laundry at mm -hmm. home, and just taking everything that I could. Do you do anything at the same time that you're, you know, soaking up the bubbles? I've tried a few things. Reading makes me paranoid that I'm just going to ruin the book <laughs> and get it all wet. Yeah. I've tried a different, a few different music and just like phone things, basically. Yeah. I have a vivid college memory of listening going to- Going camping? Of going camping. <laughs> Actually was in college. <laughs> I don't want to, maybe I'm painting too clear a picture of that. Experience. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but my, I brought it up. Um, listening to the Harris Whittles episode mm. of You Made It Weird. And that episode is like two hours, I think. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in a bath for like an hour and a half and my skin just being like Did your destroyed. skin look like corduroy afterwards? Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was way too long, but it was like such an incredible episode. For sure. And I was so blown away by it. And then I just recently heard it on 
Stephanie Whittles Wax has a new podcast where oh, cool. she played clips of it. Nice. And it was nice listening back to it. So I first tried podcasts, but then I was like, ah, this feels weird because it's like entertaining, you mm-hmm. know? It was definitely like podcast and like or Netflix. Mm. And then I was like, what do, what am I doing? <laughs> podcast or Netflix is the unsuccessful Netflix and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Want to listen to this long form thing that I'm really emotionally invested in that you'll be freaked out by? <laughs> the... Uh, the common thing between both of them is they neither neither of them include sex. <laughs> so, and then it shifted to music, and I definitely mm. think it now is like jazz, like relaxing mm. jazz for sleep on yeah. Spotify, or the Vincent Giraldi Kevin, what trio. What if you fall asleep in the bath? Oh God, what that's if such I, a risky thing to listen to. It's actually dangerous. I shouldn't do that. Mm. Or the Vincent Giraldi trio. Oh, um, wait, this is my favorite. Thing. Uh, yeah, Charlie Brown. Yeah, album. Yeah. And then I got in a rhythm in LA where I only listened to that album. I took a bath like once a week and then listened to that album any time of the year. Uh, did you ever sing like bath time is, is here. here? Yeah, that Bubbles was kind of and a beer. beer. Man, I think I did that once or twice where I would like have a little drink, yeah. smoke a little J. Whoa. I was like, what is my life, dude? And then got out of my gross bath and then wonder why. I'm like, why did I just get back knee this week? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, Kevin, can I offer something completely worthless? Please. Uh, it's uh, it's great that you like baths so much. I should inju- introduce you to my friend Chaucer because you'd really like his friend, the Lady of Bath. Whoa. From the Canterbury Tales. Can I listen to that as an audiobook? <laughs> I think so. Because I don't read with bath you songs. Don't forget. What's uh, one more thing that's ma- making you happy? Um. Oh, not that much. <laughs> I know. That's why it's a challenge. <laughs> I feel like I should say something. Oh, here's something that does make me happy. The League of Legends World Championships is currently happening. Yes, I've it, heard about this. So... Can you explain to the listeners who may not be familiar? Okay, League of Legends is an online game. You play on a team of five people. Could be your friends, could be strangers, versus another team of five. Like a chat room. (laughs) Okay, so it's like like basketball. Um, Everyone has a different position. Okay. And you play against another team, and you just have to break down their base, but it's very, very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not like a chat room. That's not like a chat room. Um, Kevin, can you please say the words March Madness to me? Merch Madness. Oh, okay. oh, no. But now, if you were to say League of Legends World Championship. League of Legends World Championship? Yes. <laughs> I read recently that esports brings in more money than like most professional sports combined. I believe it. There's um, so many like Honda sponsorships now and like Coca-Cola is like a partnered with Riot or something. It's kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, I think mainly because it's what? 10, 15 years old. It's not that old, yeah. Yeah, and that it brings in, I think, over a billion dollars or something. I, I think it like it has worldwide appeal. Yeah. And the barrier to entry is much lower. That's what I was going to say. I think it's a lot easier for anyone yeah. to check out rather than like, oh, I have to get this hockey equipment and learn yeah, how to yeah, ice yeah, skate. Yeah. And- hockey, you have to like invest $200 to get started, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know my dad played hockey as a kid and his coach told him, uh, he needed to get in a fight because he thought that he was kind of like the coward of the team. Oh my God. Yeah. And then so he did. He like dropped his gloves. Him and another guy started punching each other. And my dad got kicked out and he looked over and his coach gave him like a slow head nod. Oh, I would never, 
if if a coach told me to get into a fight with someone, bye. I'm going home. Yeah, you know what I just watched for the first time mm-hmm. last night? The movie Carrie. Have you seen it? The like famous Stephen King novel. About Carrie Underwood. Yeah, it's a documentary about Carrie Underwood. Okay. Dude, it's incredible. Uh-huh. And I, this isn't like a groundbreaking statement. It's like a right. very famous Brian De Palma movie. But what's interesting about it is there's a lot of like weird physical abuse stuff that's like, oh man, I forgot the 70s were like this. Yikes. Where like a couple would get in a fight mm-hmm. and like, she, uh, the woman would slap John Travolta and then he would slap her back mm-hmm. or like parents like slapping their kids, teachers slapping their kids. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of this was just like what we were talking about with relationships and media, how it's like kind of misconstrued. Yeah. Um, is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, maybe similar with misconstrudel, like, misconstrudel mm-hmm. uh, my favorite German strudel. Probably maybe similar with this where it's like, Kids watching this in the 70s may, may have been like... Yeah, this is what yeah, it's like. Yeah. yeah, this is what it's like. Or like, I don't think it was like this. But it really seems like it was. Like the stories I've heard from my parents of right. the like getting forced to like fight and stuff like that. Or that just sucks. like many other like, you know, if you got a bad grade, you wouldn't tell your parents because you'd get like smacked. Um, but that made, movie Carrie made me think about that. That I was like, Jesus Christ, there's so many people getting hit in the face. Yeah. Men and women. Gee, have you ever been in a fight? No, absolutely not. Neither have I. Huge coward. Me too. My uh, freshman year in high school, we were told a fight was going to happen in fifth period during lunch. Uh, Vincent and someone else. Mm-hmm. I was both excited and also full of fear because yeah. I went to a Catholic school for ten years where mm-hmm. no one ever like fought. Right. Uh, you were like told you would like go to hell for eternity and burn. So then going to a public school. Seeing a fight, he'll get to detention and burn. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I was like, first, like, cool, but then I was like, no, 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 hold on, I can't see this, I can't see this. So I actually saw there was like, you know, it's high school cafeteria, so there's like two, three hundred people eating lunch, and everyone's kind of looking at the guy, and he like looks at me for a second, and I'm like. Hey, Vincent. And he's like, what's up, Kev? And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. <laughs> moments <laughs> moments before we have like a nice interaction. Um, and then he like tackled a dude and then started like wailing on him. And then I went into like the music, the band room uh-huh. and like just sat down completely oh by my myself God. and was like horrified. Um, I mean, talk about. Being a complete maybe baby. Talk about a food fight. Talk about talk about um uh um um breaking up the band. Yeah, yeah. It was they got, those got worse as they went on. Um, yes, they did. <laughs> no, they got better. Um, no, it was like it was funny how in that moment I real, realized oh I have a very sheltered mm. childhood, and then seeing stuff like that as I got older was like oh that's right I didn't see. Those like 1970s style, like, come here, smack kind of things. Yeah. Um, and then I was opened up to a bigger world. I Do you think that that experience is a valuable one? Uh, man, I don't know how to answer that. I want to say yes, because it like made me see like the bigger picture of the world. Because I think I also, and to this day, feel kind of embarrassed about having like a sheltered childhood. Mm-hmm. So I- It makes sense why you were attracted to Mother Nature. <laughs> very much. Um. But it's weird because I don't want to say like, oh, I appreciated having, seeing violence. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say I appreciated seeing bad things, but like also the world's a bad place. Mm -hmm. And I think it's bad to be too sheltered. Jesus, you sound like me. 
Okay, and let's just remember this was the happy segment. It started as that, at least. Okay, and so you were saying (laughs) that for you, the happy thing was... League of Legends. League of Legends, yes. Great. Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to finish us off with uh, something that makes you happy? Yeah, what is the thing that makes me happy? Mm -hmm. I would have to say Mm -hmm. texting my best friend from growing up. Mm -hmm. I talk to him, I think, every few weeks. I just made some very dumb dick joke that made him laugh so hard yeah. and it made me so happy Yeah, because that's not really like as you can tell I'm not like I don't know actually we have made a few n- new jokes I, I have to look in the mirror tonight um, <laughs> but I, I just made a childish joke and he was like, I can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing. I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. And it made me so happy right. making my friend so happy, yeah. you know? And so, like, connecting with people who I feel close to is, like, cathartic. Yeah. You know, whether it be laughter or a connecting on nostalgia or giving each other good advice, connecting with a friend you feel close to is the best. Yeah. And that being said, we should stop this podcast. <laughs> Hi, you song? Yeah, that's Hi, yeah. I'm Nate. Nice to meet you. It's, it's great to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Wow, what a diverse workspace you have. Yeah, it's uh pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um I'm thanks for noticing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you're interested in being one of the Next 30 under 30. Yeah, no, I, I host a podcast called Maybe Don't with my uh, good friend and, uh, you know, colleague, let's say, yeah. uh, Kevin Bartell, and he's he's incredible. Can uh, I just say, you're already way more natural at this than he was. <laughs> so so it's just great. It's nice. Because when I, when I chatted with him, it just seemed like every sentence was like forced a little bit. <laughs> well, I think, I, I think, you know, to, to put it another way, I, you know, he's very honest and I'm a sociopath, but in a, in a, in a, in a good, in a, Oh, you're just being sweet. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so basically, you know, our podcast is growing mm-hmm. in a way that, you know how sometimes startups incur a giant debt before they start making a profit. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, that's very real. Yeah. And so we are in that debt phase. Okay. And we are on the left side of that U shape and will soon be on the right side. Um, And how long have you been on that left side? Since we started. And I I, I just want to say like, I, you know, I I couldn't, I don't know if you could tell by my bad demeanor, my posture that's a little sullen. I'm incredibly, incredibly sad. And I mean, to be honest, it looks like you have great posture and you're staying hydrated, which uh, I've noticed in your uh, Twitch streams you do, which are very, you know, interesting and funny. And you're a great gamer and you have your own, you have like a a whole other community, which is interesting. Honestly, like no, uh, the amount of, you know, the emotional weight that I bring to everything that I do, it completely relies on the upkeep of other people. I am a messy little baby. I can't, I can't really take care of myself. And it's, it's honestly like my co-host Kevin, like he, he, you know, I, I, whenever I listen back to our episodes, it's only his things that make me laugh. You song, uh, no one likes to have this conversation, unfortunately. Okay. There's no way I can pick both of you. I Definitely have to just pick one of you. Pick me. 
Kevin, um, oh, Kevin, on what? Uh, you know, sometimes like, uh, um, like you said, was a little bit unnatural during the interview part. Yeah. And it's just like, um, I don't know if you noticed this about me, but the, the handsomeness factor. Oh, okay. Like he I, called you in LA six, just so you know. He said what? Um, as I say it, I realized this really wasn't my place to, to, say that's very rude of me to I, I'm sorry I shouldn't that's very unprofessional I would say that he is an earwolf <laughs> <laughs> you know what don't finish yeah I'm not gonna finish that but just you know what you know you're a business savvy person <laughs> I understand <laughs> Oh my I god and you probably know where I'm going look 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 bottom line so you want you I want me. I know what drives those clicks, baby. Give me in that friggin' list, okay? Thirty under thirty. That's me, okay? I'm I'm more under thirty than him. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm more flexible than him. Look, I can't make a decision right now. I I, I have to think about it. But thank you. I, okay. I'm glad to know that you're interested. Hey. Hey. How did it go? It it went really well. I thought. I I'm so sorry. Do you mind if I just check my phone for a second? Sure. Okay, not nothing yet. No messages is annoying. What uh, are you waiting on? Because I'm waiting on a yes from Forbes. Um, I got a review from Uber Eats that I'm waiting to like. They kind of fucked up a burger of mine. Well, maybe take a second before you respond. Okay, yeah, think about it a little bit. Yeah. Oh no, they. Uh, I got a response from Forbes. Oh yeah. Oh me too. Hey man, that's pretty chill of them. Hard no. Thanks anyway. Please don't come here anymore. Mine's just a gif of Steve, Steve Carell screaming no from that one office episode. Oh. Yeah. And it's from Forbes? It's from Forbes. Yikes. Yeah. Well, fuck them. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't need them. Yeah, we can do our own thing. Yeah. We'll make our own 30 under 30. It's so weird that it has to be, you have to be under 30 years old. Yeah. Why? Something about like the youth obsession is strange. It's gross. Yeah. Like they probably wanted to do 20 under 20 and was like, this is weird. And then they were like, 30 is probably safer, right? Yeah. The, like let's stick with like 30 is like, it's not shady at all. I mean, the 10 under 10 is just unthinkable. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't even go there because I didn't even think about it. I see. Yeah, neither did I. 10 out of 10 under 10 is kind of like, look at this photo of my baby, which is cute. What should we do? Should we do our own? Yeah, I think we should definitely do our own. I know like weird, like you have to be this young. Yeah. You can be any age, any level of accomplishment. Any age? Yeah. And I mean, you kind of have to be mature. Mm, Would we be on the list? It'd actually be cool if we weren't, but we were like the decision makers of it. Yeah. Like, what if it's like 30 over 30? We're not there yet, though. I know. That's what's kind of fun about it. We could judge people. No, no, no. We're just like the creators. Okay. We're like, we came up with this thing. We should hire Forbes to organize it. Let's write them another letter. Okay. Hey, Forbes. Hello. We're back. It's your boy. And his friend. That's you us. remember? Mm-hmm. New line. New line. Uh, what do you think about the idea of a 30 over 30? Um, it would be you, you doing the work 
pretty cool, right? Yeah. And then us seeing some of that glory. We all love a little glory. Uh, Kevin, I'm just going to write this line and then we can backspace it. A lot of glory makes us whole. Yeah, I was, I was, I was circling it. Let's draft just that line. Okay, yeah. What do you, yeah? What do you think? Thanks, thanks a bunch. Kisses. Parentheses consensual. Mm-hmm. XOXO. Uh huh. Diversity. Diversity. And then parentheses and Kevin. And Kevin. We freaking did it. <sighs> I'm heating up the water. <laughs> At this point during the podcast, I would be completely dressed, <laughs> but I'm now undressing again, <laughs> reflecting on the day. I'm actually uncomfortable at how relaxed this is making me. <laughs> Welcome to the lessons learned, where we teach you some of the lessons, or we tell you some of the lessons that we mm-hmm. learned. Um, may I start? Absolutely. I want to say that you should, when driving, it's kind of funny to treat all sarcasm by angry drivers as um, like sincere. Uh, like for example, I was kind of slowly going in front of a garbage truck, um, and I was like a little bit close, but it was a red light, so I didn't feel that bad about it because he obviously wasn't going to move. Right. And he was just clapping at me. Oh no! And but he was too high above me, and I wanted to just be like, "Did you want to take a bow?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to be like. You don't need to clap. Thank you, though. <laughs> like, I appreciate it, but thank you. And, like, when someone gives you the finger, just give them a thumbs up. <laughs> tell, tell them, hey, maybe, listen to maybe don't. Yeah. Check it out. Oh, if you, if you like my driving, dude, you should check out my podcast. <laughs> you don't need to be a dick back to people. And I know that by saying... My advice, you're basically being a dick, but you're being a positive dick. Um, <laughs> if for your entire life you've been avoiding hair product for no good reason other than I don't like the feeling, you should give it a shot because it feels really good not to have your hair in your eyes all the time. Are you wearing it now? Yeah. Yeah, your hair looks great. Thank you. Make sure to compliment you, Song's hair in the photo. Not because I need it, but give me those compliments, please. Um, you know what's funny? Sometimes I get um, compliments on my hair, but it's always on days like when I didn't shower, and then it kind of like confuses me because uh, people are like, "Man, your hair looks great." And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I didn't shower today, so I think I'm doing it all wrong. I have another one. Okay. <laughs> um, I think pranks are very mean and that you shouldn't do them. Me too. That being said, I thought of one today that I thought was very funny. I think you should text someone who you haven't talked to in like two and a half years and say, hey, buddy, I, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I just want to say I was thinking of you and I hope you're doing well. Then right after that, send a second text Oh, shoot. Wrong number. So sorry. <laughs> That's so... Oh, my God. Um, hey, 
Maybe do yoga once in your freaking adult life. Even though Warrior 3 is a made-up position designed to punish those of us that are not that flexible, mm -hmm. it's okay. You can still do the rest of it. Don't do it in a public location because it's super freaking embarrassing, but instead do it in the comfort of your own home. Could not agree more. I took a yoga class for a few months. It was embarrassing, and I wish I stuck to my place, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Yusung and I are both pro yoga. Yeah. We, we do this entire podcast with our legs behind our heads. And we have mentioned a few times that we do it naked. Yeah. And I feel like we're providing a visual that no one's asked for. Anyway, thanks for listening. Go, Go home. home. Hey, Kevin, what are you going to do after the record? Just kidding. It's the secret ending. Secret ending. Secret ending. Secret ending. What if I like acted like I was walking out of the studio? Like, okay, see you later, man. Psych. And then I came back. They just get more and more elaborate. <laughs> we want to thank two people who are supporting us on Anchor.fm. Mm -hmm. Ethan Schwarns and Darren W. Henderson. Thank you. Now, Darren. <laughs> Your name looks familiar. Mm -hmm. And actually, this actually might be my fault. Maybe your name just pops up uh -huh. uh, for the second month, and I need to talk to the anchor people. Mm. I need to pull them out from under the water and say, guys, what's the deal here? Am I embarrassing people? Kevin, it's why would you save your strongest material for the secret ending? Big mistake. Let's cut it out and put it in next week's episode at the beginning. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs>